Revelation 12.11 tells us that we defeat the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Jesus Stories, where real people tell their burning bush moments with God. This is going to be raw, open, and real. Um, my name is Lindsay, and this is my Jesus story. Um, so really, to start off, um, I'm still on my journey. This is really just part of my Jesus story, because as I reflected, um, you know, I'm still being shaped and molded um, into being more Christ-like daily. Um, so really thankful that Jesus is cleansing me a little um, a little at a time, right? Cleansing me to be more like him. So um, my walk with Christ began at 20 years old when I took off my old clothes and I put on my new clothes. And yes, I was always wearing clothes before 20. You know, um, the kind of clothes that looked and sounded Christian. We went to church on Sundays. I never cussed as much as my other friends. I never got as drunk as my other friends did when they went to a party and I went with them. I dated guys, but we didn't go too far. Um, and in fact, at 13, I even got baptized because all of my church friends were. I felt the pressure and it just seemed like the right thing to do. I really wanted to follow all of the rules and not sin and be a good Christian. Um, but I didn't realize what it really meant to follow Christ. And so throughout some of my Jesus story, I do have some verses that really apply and that have been on my heart dealing with my story. So I'm just going to share those verses as we walk through. So Galatians 3.27 says, For all of you were baptized into Christ and have clothed yourself with Christ. Um, Romans 13.14 says, Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality or debauchery, not in decision or jealousy. Rather, clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. All that time, I didn't realize I had to put off my old self, take off my old clothes to make room for Christ until I woke up one day at 20 and I was scared that if I died that day, I would be on my way to hell. Um, from, from that moment forward, I gave my heart to God and put on my new clothes. So that was just the start of my new journey. That didn't mean it was an easy road. But because I still had consequences of what I had chosen up to that point, I still had to have earth, I still had earthly desires and I still have earthly desires that Jesus is continuing to cleanse um, from my heart daily. He's doing that for all of us. OK, so let's back up a few years. I grew up with a loving family and we went to church every Sunday. I don't recall it being common to talk about personal relationship with Christ or perhaps sin struggles when I was growing up, at least not in my household. Everyone put on their church face on Sundays, tried to follow the rules of the Bible Monday through Saturday. You know, every family has its own skeletons in the closet, including mine. 
And I just remember wishing we had talked more openly about our struggles and really the ugly stuff um, growing up, which is why I think I am so open today. When I got baptized at 13, I thought I would come out of the water and just magic would happen. I would have the superpower and never have the desire to sin anymore. I really wanted that to happen. Um, Isaiah 29, 13, the Lord says, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human roles they have been taught. And that, you know, that verse reminded me of kind of how I was living when I first got baptized and just kind of trying to live by the rules. And, um, you know, I really didn't have that relationship with Christ yet. So anyways, the magic wand didn't happen. Um, I still had my old clothes on. My heart hadn't changed. And for my teen years, I had some rebellious moments, making some very, you know, bad decisions. Reflecting back, I thank God so much for having a hand on my path and protecting me even when I was astray. I know he was waiting for me to turn to him or to understand really what it meant to come to him. So um, I graduated high school and that summer, a handsome guy in a maroon Chevy truck pulled up next to me and my friend at a grocery store parking lot. And my life forever changed. And that is when I met the love of my life, Jason. What I didn't know is that we were about to go on a very bumpy ride, but God loved us both and would never leave our side. You know, I think it's amazing that he chose to unite two church-going, broken Christians whose hearts were both away from him for his ultimate glory and purpose. Jason grew up in the church just like I did and was straying just like I was too. So our dating life started in the party scene and God then started working on my heart. During that two year time frame of dating, I started feeling different than the friends I ran with. I started losing interest in going to as many parties and clubs, but I still did because that's all I really knew. That was the friends I ran with. And, you know, you didn't want to be seen as not um, doing things that others were doing, people pleasing, right? So I just continued to do it, but I could really feel my heart churning. Something was changing. Um, Revelations 3, 15, 16. Uh, says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. We were going to church on Sundays, but living lukewarm lives throughout our week. We were broken. I could feel the brokenness. It's like living so close to a doctor, but choosing not to walk through the door. I was tired of living that way and had a deeper desire to be whole and spiritually healthy. And that's when I truly gave my heart to God at 20. Um, you should have seen Jason's face when I told him we could no longer be intimate until we were married. Um, 
Obviously, we were on very different pages in that area. And needless to say, we were quickly engaged within months of that decision. Um, when I gave my heart to cry, it wasn't an immediate change. I still had some of the same friends, but with each time I gave into my fleshly desires, it felt out of place and not where I was supposed to be. Reflecting back, I know that was the Holy Spirit leading me and leading Jason out of the lifestyle that we were in. When we got married, something just wasn't right. I felt a very bad spirit around me when Jason and I were together. I can't explain it. Um, I just knew it wasn't the way newlywed life was supposed to feel like. And about three months into our marriage, I got on Jason's computer while he was at work and my heart was crushed. I saw a secret side of my husband that was being taken down by a long time porn addiction. Angry, hurt, and bitter, I left. I wrote one of the shepherds at our church a letter sending very graphic pictures printed from Jason's computer and telling him why I would not be attending anymore. After I'm sure the shepherd had a heart attack from what I had sent him, he called asking if I would consider going to a Christian counselor with Jason. I did, and after a few months of going to counseling, still separated, depressed, and not knowing what to do, a friend of mine asked me to go out drinking with her and some friends. I went that night, and there was a guy who was interested in me flirting all night. I even held his hand knowing I shouldn't. Later in the night, he had leaned in to give me a kiss, and I stopped him knowing in my heart I was married and I didn't want to do that. And all of this really wasn't right. I told him I was married and I told him why I was separated. He looked at me and he said, yeah, I'm married too. In that moment, I just gave that guy an earful and just told him how wrong he was to act like he wasn't married and to be out with his wife not knowing um, and just left. And the next day I called Jason and I told him I met a guy and God used that guy to show me that I could either go back into our dating world, meet someone with baggage and still have to work on a different marriage or I could choose to work on my marriage with Jason already knowing what baggage he had brought into our marriage. And I chose from that day forward to work on our marriage. Romans 8, 28 says, we know that in all things, God works for good with those who love him, those whom he had called according to his purpose. Um, I really think in that moment he took uh, that very strange situation with that guy who was married and who should not have been out on his wife and led my heart to say, I'm ready to work on our marriage. The next several years, I was experiencing two feelings about life. The first feeling was how God has blessed my life so much 
And the second was waiting in the desert for God to reveal himself and fix my sadness, waiting and begging for the pain to go away. John 10.10 says, Satan is here to kill, steal, and destroy. Um, John 8.44 says, Satan is the father of lies. And I share that to say, Satan has been at war trying to steal me and my hope from God. Um, God has won the war through Jesus Christ. Um, But I will say Satan has been on a battleground in my marriage. And for some reason, he has not wanted it to be successful. We are married and we've been married. uh, Actually, the 17th of December, we will have been married for 17 years. So Satan has not won the battle. But boy, has he ever uh, warred with us um, through our marriage. Throughout my journey, I've felt this pull. I've seen and felt God's blessings all around me. I am so blessed. Um, I am a mom of two beautiful boys, two beautiful boys that are my world, and they bring me so much joy. Um, I've got an amazing family, very loving, very caring. I've got amazing friends. I actually remember uh, when I was going through a season of loneliness for a few years because I had stopped relationships with my old friends because we were just on two separate paths. And I prayed so hard for just one special friend. Um, God not only provided that one friend, but he poured his love into me and provided more friends than my heart could even imagine through work, uh, through neighbors, through church, through life groups. Um, Just, you know, it reminds me of the story in the Bible where you know, Jesus feeds the crowd of people with the, the loaf of bread. Like, um, if we give our heart to Jesus, he just provides and he goes above and beyond. Because I do believe he likes to see our hearts have joy. Um, and he definitely has provided me joy. Um, but anyways, just a wonderful career. God moments all over. In fact, I I try to keep a journal of all the different God moments that God has just poured into my life because there are just so, so many. The strange thing is on that exact same journey, um, I've gone through depression, pain, loneliness, hopelessness, and begged and pleaded for God to fix my marriage problems. Um, I think because Jason and I never started our relationship Christ-centered, We've suffered the consequences with a very bumpy marriage, uh, full of communication challenges, um, early on trust issues, um, stubbornness and pride are just a few of the sins that we've struggled with in our marriage. Uh, The devil found his foothold in our relationship, um, knowing that we never truly learned to love each other as Christ commanded us to love one another. So we've been trying to play catch up and clean up through multiple marriage counselors and loving Christian mentor couples trying to help us find the right path for our marriage. Satan loves to tell me things. Um, He's done it for years. He loves to whisper, you need to leave. You would be a better mom without Jason. Jason brings out the worst in you. He loves to play with my emotions. 
He loves to try to steal my joy and not let me see the positive in my marriage. I remember six years ago, I was about to leave. I was about to walk out the doors for good. Um, In fact, it was the Christmas season. And I had a plan. I was going to get through Christmas and then leave. And I remember I was going to go over to one of my son's uh, friends for a play date. And I didn't know his mom very well at all. Now we're friends. But I didn't know his mom at all, very well at all. But they were going to go do a play date. And we started talking, me and his mom, me and this little boy's mom. And she said, it's the strangest thing. She said, I just bought this book in this journal and I need to give it to you. She said, I don't even know why, but I just need to give it to you. And I said, okay, no, sure, I'll read. And the book was Discerning the Voice of God by Priscilla Schreier. And it is so amazing how God used that moment, that book, that message to talk to me about how I needed to really discern his voice and I needed to be able to separate my feelings and what didn't feel good right then from what he wanted in my life. I remember some of the stories in that book was about Abraham having to take his son um, up the mountain and him having to, he was going to have to sacrifice his son. And how obviously that didn't feel good, Um, but he was going to do God's will. Or how Jesus, our Savior, was about to die on the cross, and that doesn't feel good. Um, But he was going to do that to obey his Father and to do his Father's will. And... Um, It really helped me understand the difference between my feelings and really questioning, is my feelings what God is telling me or are they my feelings? Because being a Christian and following what God wants doesn't always feel good. Um, It's for his bigger purpose, but he never said it would feel good. So... Um, that book, that moment, that time, the way he used um, my son's friend's mom, who is now my friend, totally a God moment. And again, I decided in that moment after I had read that book and did the study, I was going to stay and I'm going to work on my marriage. I'm not going to leave. I'm not going to run. So the devil has tried everything in his power to destroy our marriage, but by God's grace, love prayer warriors and counselors he has put in our life, we are still together, still fighting for our marriage, growing together and growing in God daily. I believe deep in my soul that God has been using us to sharpen each other spiritually for his glory, for me to be the woman he has called me to be, and for Jason to be the man he has called him to be. I believe God has a great plan for my boys to be the next generation of spiritual warriors and to fight the good fight for his glory 
And I believe that the devil wants to destroy our marriage so that it will have a generational impact on my children and their children. I believe that God will use everything we have done for his good purpose. So that is where I'm at in my Jesus story today. In a week, I will be celebrating my 17th anniversary with my husband. Um, And my dream one day is that we are that old couple who are walking through Walmart together, holding hands, or sitting in a rocking chair, looking out at the sunset, holding hands, wrinkled, gray, but have a full love story to share with all of our grandkids. Um, I have some advice. Find a community of Jesus-loving people you can share both your good times and your struggles with and who will pray for you and who will pray with you. Listen to things that lift your spirit, such as Christian radio, Bible apps or podcasts. Um, It's amazing how many times Christian music has pulled me out of sadness because of the words that are coming across the radio. Obey God's will, even when it doesn't feel good. Um, God never said being a Christian and living for him feels good. And share your testimony, and you never know who needs to hear it in that exact moment. And that's my Jesus story. We will be bringing testimonies from around the country and around the world. So stay tuned and allow the Holy Spirit to use the word of another's testimony to show you who Jesus is and how much he loves you. Jesus Stories is a ministry of Hidden Gems. If you would like to learn more about Hidden Gems, link and other important information in the show notes.